0: Kaiser, man, listen. Let me tell you something, man. The whole day, I have looked at all. I have looked at the 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 four picks that we have been mentioned with, and I have made a logical reason in my head why all four of those guys could be and should be Charlotte Hornets. I don't know who, man. Look, it is not a professional thing to say. I don't, I've come to the conclusion, I don't know what the hell the Hornets should do tonight. Do you have any clue what the Hornets should do tonight, man?
1: I, you know, I guess when in doubt, just don't overthink it. Just stay put and pick the best person who's left. That's really all you can do.
0: That's Uh, really all you can do, man. And let me, let me be very clear about something, man. And look, there has been a ton of conjecture, a ton of rumors, um, just all kinds of things flying around the internet. You're talking about possible trades. If the Hornets want to trade up to get the number one pick, if the Hornets want to trade down to get another lottery pick, it is important to note that the Minnesota Timberwolves, who uh, came out a few hours ago and said, unless there is some type of blockbuster involved, they are staying put at number one. I'm thinking that makes the Hornets job a little easier. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, you know what? We hear about those those things every year, you know, and, and I'm certain that behind the scenes there was a, probably a lot of talk between the top three teams and, you know, maybe some other lottery teams trying to change draft position to ensure that they got uh, who they wanted. But ultimately – those things never come to fruition. All yeah. the deals that had to do with the Hornets were way lopsided. I'm talking like uh, the Hornets, <laughs> three pick, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, uh, two cheerleaders, <laughs> and, and, you know, for like you know, some like journeyman. Oh, in the eighth pick, it's, it's like, no, that, it doesn't work that way.
0: Uh, I, kind so, of, I kind of feel like the Hornets have so much negative equity Around maybe I don't know the league circle that these writers and these pundits, so-called pundits, they draw up these crazy trade scenarios, thinking like, "Oh, the Hornets are good, They'll do something like that. It, it, am I am I off with that? It,
1: no. It, but and the, and the crazy thing is, the Hornets have never done anything like that.
0: The Which Hornets is true.
1: have never done anything crazy as far as trades or, or draft day move or anything. I, I think what it is is I. No one knows anything about the Hornets except for
0: those Hornets of our,
1: yeah, who follow the Hornets. So, for, for instance, there's there are numerous articles talking about how the Hornets, uh, of all the teams in the NBA, have you know one of the lowest ceilings as far as their future and development is concerned. Yet, those same media outlets say that well, getting Russell Westbrook would stunt their the development of the young. players. So so what are you saying? Do, do we have young players to develop or or don't we? I don't understand it. Right. We have nobody, but we in every trade scenario, it's like if we don't have anyone, how come anyone wants, How come you think everyone wants to trade with us? I don't get it.
0: I don't understand it at all, man, because if we have such a bad, not not only do the pundits and all the national media, you know, kind of point out our negative outlook of future, what have you. But they've been doing it for the last mm, ten years, yeah. and, and you know it. It is it's, it's just interesting to me how it's never Cleveland. Now I'm, I'm not Cleveland, but it's never Sacramento. It's never Phoenix. It's never Minnesota. I mentioned those three teams for a reason. Those three teams have went literally a decade and some years without even sniffing the playoffs. Not to sit here and toot our horn about three playoff appearances. But good Lord, guys, we've at least <laughs> sniffed nice. the playoffs. Why is it always us with the big outlet? The Hornets,
1: um, for, well, the Bobcats, but the Hornets, you know, have the the, the record for the worst um, win-loss-loss record uh, season in league history, right? right? However, that in that time period that that season is in, the Hornets have a better overall record than all the teams that, y- that you just mentioned. So it's – the narrative about the Hornets from the media, the truth is somewhere in the middle. We know that the Hornets aren't like – they're not like world beaters or anything, and they're not – but they're not nearly as bad as the media would would have you believe. Those of us that watch the games and see the Hornets know that there is some potential there. And, and, you know, and I think um, – you know, I I really think that teams know that, teams, the NBA – GMs, they know that. That's why you hear about Miles Bridges' name come up in every trade scenario three, four times a day. Same with Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, and Leek Monk. They know that those are solid young pieces and they would help other NBA teams.
0: Yeah. Um, real quick, man, I just want to shout out everyone in the comment section uh uh tonight, man. Thank y'all for joining nice. us, man. Um, like I said, I look, I think tonight is gonna be fun, whatever happens. I I mean, whatever scenario happens man. I think tonight is going to be a lot of fun man. I want to remind everybody who's watching and who's not on yet uh that we have a new voicemail. Um maybe not so much check it tonight, but on our weekly show man, we'll probably do a segment where we're going to let you guys just sound off. Uh, as long as you keep it uh eh, don't go too crazy, but keep it, you know, somewhat clean. Uh our, the number there is 704-981-1747. So if you want to sound off about us the draft, man, that's the number to do so. Kaza, I got a simple question for you, man. Um, If there is a trade to go down that is that involves the Charlotte Hornets, who is most likely to get traded, in your opinion?
1: Miles Bridges. Uh, yeah. His name is in the – I would hate to see Miles Bridges go, but we discussed this on the Sunday show. Um, he's very similar to P.J. Washington. Uh, and I think as much as I really like Miles Bridges, he's flashy and exciting to watch. I think P.J. Washington is the better developed player. He's got really the same skill set for the most part. He's not quite as athletic, but he can get up, you know, and I think the Hornets uh, look at him. Also, yeah, uh, Terry Rozier, I think, uh, mainly because the Hornets have – they stumbled into a good problem. Mm -hmm, Right. um, We thought Terry Rozier was going to be the starting point guard. And due to injuries, uh, Devontae Graham ends up sliding into the starting role, and him and Terry end up, you know, essentially being s- the same player. And now we have two point guards, and I don't, I don't think the, the Hornets like the two point. But No one really likes the two point guard scenario. And I like Terry Rozier, and and I think he proved a lot of his doubters wrong. I love right. Devontae Graham, obviously, but the the two point guard thing doesn't really work in the NBA.
0: That is a good segue to my next question, man, because and I, and look, this is just based off of things that I've been reading. You know, I want to make it clear that we don't have inside information, anything like that. But based off what I've been reading, man, in all likelihood, it looks like LaMelo Ball is going to be there at three. If the Hornets take LaMelo Ball, does that complicate the backcourt situation even more? Because look at it We before you go. We got a small backcourt already, man. We got Devontae and Rozier at one and two, which we somewhat made that work last year. But it's not the ideal situation. What happens, man? Is LaMelo Ball, is he a rookie off the bench? How how do you see that being even more complicated?
1: LaMelo Ball is not going to come off the bench. He's not. Um, And Plus, you're talking about a guy, and this is is one of Rodney, Rodney,
0: what's up? Rodney's in the building, y'all. What's up, y'all?
2: Um, I yeah, I, yeah man, I'm, I'm I'm just here. I'm gonna jump in a little bit. The school is killing me, guys. I'll be back. Bye. All right. But uh,
1: I don't I don't think Lamelo Ball comes off the pitch. You're talking about a guy. This is one of the reasons I was high on Lamelo, Ma, LaMelo Ball. He's got pro ball experience. This is in the building. What? Yes. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's, What's up? Going just What's, the about boy What's yeah. going on, fellas? Yeah, LaMelo doesn't come off the bench. He starts, and I think that the Hornets will be very aggressive in trying to move Terry Rozier um, for possibly a backup point guard, if that's the case. Um, I I just don't see any scenario where LaMelo Ball, if the Hornets draft him, doesn't start. If, If they draft him and he doesn't start, we've wasted the number three pick.
0: All right, well, Vince, look, man, since you're just coming on, I'm going to put you on the hot seat, man. I was basically asking Kaza, you know, how much does it complicate the backcourt situation with the Hornets if if they take LaMelo at three?
3: I don't think it complicates the backcourt anyway because I've always said what we needed was another legitimate backup guard, either the one or the two, or a big man. But you guys know that I've always said since January that if LaMelo Ball is on the board, you take him no matter no matter who else is there I think he's going to be that great What I would like to see, I understand he'll be the number three pick if we take him. What I would like to see is for him to actually come off the bench initially as he adjusts to the NBA game, and then eventually as he moves it to the uh, starting role, maybe bring uh, Terry off the bench. And I know Terry and Monk doesn't really mesh as good as Graham and uh, Monk, but I would rather see Terry come off the bench before I see Graham come off the bench. So
1: that's what I would do. I don't think the Hornets want that real quick. I I don't think the Hornets want to deal with the the ickiness of that situation. You take a guy who spent his entire career on the bench fighting for his chance to show that he can be a capable NBA starter. He gets that chance. He proves that he's a capable NBA starter. And now back to the bench you go because LaMelo Ball is available at number three. I I don't think the Hornets want to deal with that. And I really think a draft ball, Terry Rozier is – And there are a lot of teams that would love to have Terry Rozier after the season he had last year. And I think it works out for everyone. Um, And,
3: and I, I completely understand that. Um, But even with him being a number three pick, what I don't want to, what I don't want to risk or wouldn't want to risk is um, putting him on the court too soon. Um, But if you put him on, if, if Terry got to go to the bench, Terry's going to the bench. That's, That's just how the NBA works. And if he doesn't like it, then he could get up out of Charlotte, you know, soon to be <laughs> kind of like Dwayne Bacon. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're a coach <laughs> and you got Devontae Graham, you got Terry Rozier, Rozier you got Lamella Ball, like, which two are you going to start? You know, he has to understand that. It's not like he'd be back in Boston and then Kyrie comes back and the team implodes and he's like, well, look at what I did last year. They would actually be playing better and he ha- he would have uh, no choice but to accept that.
0: Now, while we're talking about this, fellas, it is important to note this mitch kochek has been pretty vocal about two things um he's came out and said that he's not necessarily drafted for position he said he is not worried about roster composition right now meaning he does not worry he's not worried about having too many guards too many forwards whatever also it is also important to note he said that there is no one on this team that is untradeable and when he says no one i believe him i do mean no one so with the lamella boss situation I'm kind of with Vince here as far as uh, like just initially having him come off the bench. Now, Terry Rozier has also been mentioned in trade talks, which, you know, we can we can understand why. With that being said, do we have a backcourt? Does a backcourt of Graham and ball work?
3: I think so, because Graham can play off ball if need be. And uh, ball actually has the size to play off ball. So
1: I I personally think it could work. Kaiser, what you got? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, ball is known to be a facilitator. If anything, he makes things a lot easier for Devontae Graham, um, who can facilitate himself, uh, but a ball size makes it a more viable option um, than with Rozier. And I think that's probably the biggest uh, concern that Hornets fans have about that backcourt. It's just a really small two-guard backcourt. It's not like Houston, like Russ Brook and Harden. Or it's it's I, I I mean you take a six seven ball and a six two six one Devontae Graham I think you in a good spot
0: right there yeah all right Ooh. guys this is all right. all right now uh the Minnesota Timberwolves are now on the clock Rodney you are joining just in time uh like I said the Minnesota Timberwolves are now on the clock I wanna I want to go back to uh, something that I said on this on the under construction uh show in previous uh, shows. I said, the Timberwolves, to me, would be crazy to, to to pass on LaMelo Ball. Now, I know GMs will tell you that you normally don't draft for a position need, but my argument against that with LaMelo Ball to the Timberwolves is that they have a need for a point guard, and is LaMelo Ball's talent, does he separate himself that much from Wiseman or Edwards? Hold on.
3: What's up, man? Okay, I
1: thought I thought he had he had
0: the card in his hand. I thought he was- <laughs> right, no 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 pick yet, man. But I like I was just saying, I think the Timberwolves. I think Lamelo should be the pick for the Timberwolves. Maybe that's some wishful thinking on my part. What you guys think about the Timberwolves in this spot right here?
2: I I, I don't know how they do it with, with Lamelo. I mean, you just picked up uh uh, old, uh D'Angelo Russell, and he needs to be effective with the ball in his hand to me. And so I, I don't know how that works. I Actually, I think that's a good fit because
1: then you're not asking Ball to do anything but facilitate for the more seasoned players. There's not a lot of pressure on him. Um, I, I'll say this about getting drafted by the Hornets. You're going to have a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. going to have an immense amount, more pressure than you probably deserve playing the yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, ball won't have that in Minnesota at all. It's just, hey, give the ball to, to Towns and Russell and then do your thing when the opportunity comes. I think that's a great fit for them, and I, I actually think that's who their pick is. I, I think Edwards is going to be – he's going to fall to us, and I think that'll that'll make the staff happy.
3: You know, um, I actually agree with both Rodney and Kaiser. Um, I don't see Ball being a fit in Minnesota. However, if he goes to the Timberwolves, there's absolutely no pressure on him to perform whatsoever because they do have two emerging stars. Uh, Charlotte having the fan base that we have, um, Michael Jordan being as involved um, perceivably as he is and whatnot, um, if Ball comes here, he's going to be expected to drop 20 and 10 every night. And as soon as uh, Labar opens his mouth, it's going to be chaos. So um, I would love – if, if we were to get ball, it would be because the other two top prospects that we're looking at were off the board. And I think the fan base would just have to accept that. Yeah. But if we move up and take either that two spot or that one spot, there's going to be a lot of pressure, both on the org as well as that player selected.
0: I think there's a lot of pressure on this organization either way, Vince. I really do, man, J- just because of uh, just because of what's been associated with the Hornets brand. And especially with our draft history. Um, you know, I, I've said this.
1: It's crazy. I mean, we've drafted in the top five twice in the last decade. And I don't feel like the amount of pressure then is anything like it is tonight. I don't remember feeling this way in 2013 uh, or uh, 2014 when we had the number two and the number four picks. I, I don't feel. I don't, there's a lot.
3: Of I'm going
0: to gonna, I'm going to tell you why you don't feel that way. Because I don't think we all thought that there was any that this type of talent was available at those picks that we had previously. The number four pick. We didn't know. Nobody in the world knew Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to no. turn into what he turned to. He went, what, number 16, 17, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was absolutely no expectations for number four. Everybody, uh, The whole arena booed Cody Zeller, but you asked either one of those people <laughs> who they wanted, I guarantee you nobody would have really, you know, can't oh, give, gave God you a, a good name. They, they, they,
2: they all And all they, all if you look wild. at the Anthony Davis draft, man, we would just... All well, we this no Right.
0: right. The F- look, look, the Anthony Davis draft for us. I don't give a damn who we draft. It's not gonna be Anthony Davis. <laughs> hey, real
3: quick, this is this is one thing I want to highlight. It's kind of old news, but I haven't been here in a while, so I'm gonna fair. Uh, we have been the, the, the fan base has been complaining for over a decade about we need to get a top pick so that we can draft a star. The thing that I cannot comprehend is how do we get a number three pick and half of the fan base actually wants us to trade down and trade away. That is something I have seen over the last couple of months, and for the life of me, I cannot understand why.
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, well, Van, let, me, let me take this real quick. I, I, Vince, I think a lot of our fans just want us to do something just to do something because it just seems exciting, man. I, that's <laughs> the honest to God truth, dude. All right, man, it looks – go ahead, I was
1: going to say, I don't think there's a sheer fire – this is a tough decision to make between essentially there's three guys and then everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's really too hard to latch on to a guy and feel like, okay, this is the guy that's going to turn the franchise around. And as a result, I think a lot of people feel like trade the pick for, for other assets.
0: Yeah. Um, real simple question, man. I, you know, er- everyone who's picking in the lottery has big hopes and big dreams of turning their franchise around. Is there really a game changer in 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 this lottery?
3: I personally think Lamelo Ball uh, is the only
2: surefire game changer. <laughs> it, it, to me, man, it 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 depends on the situation you're drafted in mm-hmm. and and the infrastructure you have around you.
0: Mellow. Hey, Rodney. Me- Rodney, let me cut let me cut you off, man. It looks like the, the pick is coming on, man. The Pick is in. We'll get back to you real quick.
2: Are oh, you fine?
1: Jay Williams, get off TV. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Minnesota Bowl, select Edwards. oh man, oh, man. My, my, Here we
0: go. my pick is gone,
3: <laughs> my, pick is gone.
0: <laughs> my pick is gone That the guy I wanted went number one Anthony Edwards is off the boards man right. guys I, I got off. a leg
2: I got a leg I'm behind oh, I got man. a
0: super lag. I'm sorry man my bad no. i, I, I no, Jamal, I'll be quiet
3: on the next bit. No, 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 Jamal, go ahead and do it because that way we can talk about it. Just let us know
0: who, and then we can just talk. That's cool. All right, we'll we'll do it that way, man. All right, guys, quick thoughts about Anthony Edwards going to the Timberwolves. Man,
2: look, look, man, I, I'm I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I, I, I started feeling a little trepidation about him earlier today after that article came out about him not loving ball. Yeah, and if I'm Minnesota, I'm I'm kind of concerned because. He reminds me a lot of Wiggins, and Wiggins' heart was was always called out a lot. So that's
0: a good point, man.
2: They they look. We <laughs> gotta hit this one, man. Um,
3: I'm 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 gonna say something that that'll probably get me in trouble a lot. now um, I don't I don't respect SEC basketball. So <laughs> I'm a little sketch on Edwards for the simple fact he went to Georgia. Um,
2: that, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> 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 Anything of Kentucky, I don't know. Yeah, God, what you got, man?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it makes the Hornets choice a lot easier. I think most fans would – here's the thing. Uh, between fans, Wiseman and Ball are the two most polarizing of the two. So, if Wiseman goes next – Fans are going to be fans that didn't want Ball are gonna be nervous. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you guys this: since they're
3: in between, since they're in between picks, if Wiseman goes second and Ball is still on the board, what are what are the chances that you're giving Charlotte to draft Ball? 90%, Ninety percent, 90, 95
0: 90, percent. And yeah, Go so ahead.
3: five to ten percent. Who's the other player you guys are looking at?
1: It's a trade. A trade. A trade?
3: OK. Yeah,
1: yeah. What you got, Kaiser? Uh, Trade or Oh Oganku.
2: Oh,
0: cool. uh, oh, yeah. Gone cool. ah, got you, got you, got
2: you. Yeah, oh, um, guys, guys, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Now that Clay comes in towards Achilles, does this affect what Golden State does? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, agree. I think Golden State actually, I think
3: they should trade down. I think they should actually trade down. Um, I, I saw something earlier today. And, Jamal, if they come up, tell me to be yep. I
2: saw
3: something earlier today. I think they were talking to Chicago, and Chicago yep. was move up to a two-spot. Um, I think they should really trade down. But uh, the good thing about Golden
1: State, them, they can put anybody in and still be effective. So, we'll I, I was gonna say this, when I heard that news earlier, I thought Lamella Ball is gonna be a Golden State Warrior. Uh, Not that I don't see because if players are to he another year.
3: It's only another year, and you're conceivably about to give three years with 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 um. Curry, um, Thompson and, and LaMelo. I, I don't see Golden State doing that. I don't see them. If they get ball, I will genuinely be
1: I've always thought Wiseman actually was the best of all the teams that were
2: available for him. Guys, God, guys guys, guys, guys. I got some breaking news. I know who Golden State is about to pick. It's gonna be Wiseman. So this gets interesting now. <laughs> it, it's, it's about to come, but it's about to get interesting.
1: Like
2: Golden State, the, the position is not super, super important for them. They just need an
1: athletic dude that can read down and block shot. That's right, Yeah, I agree. I don't see why they don't pick him at this point. He really get down
0: the stands. Real quick question, man. There was, some, there was some news floating out of social media today. Uh, basically said that Michael Jordan has given Mitch Cup the blessing to draft Lamelo Ball. Do you think my? you think the organization kind of knew who was going one or two? Uh,
2: no, I, 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 it's, it's, it's hard. It was no clear cut one or two. So they, they they had a feeling, but I don't think they they knew. No,
1: I, I think they know. I think these GMs for the most part up at that level because every day they're talking, trying to work out deals. I think they pretty much know with almost complete certainty who the other teams are gonna pick. Um because I think if the Hornets felt like their guy wasn't gonna be there at number three, they would have made that deal that we kept hearing about to get them to number one.
0: And especially especially with all the conjecture we've heard about the Hornets and the Timberwolves you know talking about trading trading up basically. You know what I mean? And I I, I think that, that gives Kaza's point some some merit there. Because uh, you no, know, I, I I think all of that conjecture may have been true. I think the Hornets, whoever this guy is, whoever they really wanted, they were willing to trade up <coughs> to get him, but those trade talks probably fell through at this point.
1: Yeah.
2: How much time did they get in between picks? Five minutes, but you know how that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Golden State might take a little longer than normal because – they, they may be trying to talk to somebody to trade the pick. Right. Or, you know, the play Thompson
1: news might have changed their strategy. Somehow, so,
0: Look, I, 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 I do not want to crap on Rodney's intel and inside information here, but I was thinking maybe what, what if there was some type of curveball? You know, what if Golden State drafts uh, – Avdija, I, I guys, can never say his guys, name, guys, man.
2: Guys, listen, listen. Chams just reported that the Charlotte Hornets will select LaMelo Ball with the number three pick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yo, y'all need to be getting paid for this, man. I swear. Y'all need to be getting paid for this. This is crazy. slightly
1: maybe to what I decided
3: to do. I don't
2: know. Look, guys, I had a question. How do you guys feel about
0: Lamella Ball, Russell Westbrook backcourt? Look, let me me say something. Let me say something. There is no way. Now, we can all go back and forth about how we feel about Russell Westbrook coming to Charlotte, whatever, as far as, like, rebuild versus long-term success. We can talk about that all day. But there is nobody that's going to tell me you would not be excited about watching Charlotte Hornets back the ball with LaMelo Ball and Russell Westbrook in the backcourt next year, I dare one of y'all to lie to me and say you would not be excited about that. I would, look,
1: look, look, we would our West every game, every hall, every Christmas game. <laughs> it would be, we would be basking in the uh, national spotlight <laughs> from that backcourt. I'm, <laughs> I'm for that.
3: That would, I would, I would embrace that. I would embrace that. That would be dope. It would be fun
1: for like the season. And a half that it worked. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, really? it,
0: it, it's going to be real fun until the second round when Russell Westbrook takes a 30 foot <laughs> three pointer with 19 seconds left on the shot clock. But I, I don't let me digress.
3: Y'all got to get
1: past that, Jamal.
3: I, I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm I'm back. I'm back, man. I'm, I'm back. Gonna
1: ask if we're going to watch the actual draft. I thought about streaming it, but I don't want us to lose. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, i yeah.
0: again. <laughs> Basically, we don't have the technology for that yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: mean, I can could
0: right, hey, guys cool pick us in. Pick us in. Hold on, pick us in.
3: Turn your volume up. State Warriors.
1: James Weisseman yes. from the University
0: of uh, <laughs> <laughs> As Rodney predicted, James. Well, as Ronnie told us, James Wiseman is off the board at two. So Le- 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 so it looks like Lamello and Lavar is coming to Charlotte, baby. <laughs> Real quick, guys, how do you think Wiseman fits with the Golden State Warriors, man? What are your first thoughts on their draft pick tonight?
2: Uh, I think it's perfect, 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 perfect fit. They um, they'll change the way they play this year because Clay's out, but when Clay gets back, it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah.
1: Think about, I mean, think about someone like JaVale McGee and how valuable he was to Golden State. When he was there, to me, James Wiseman is a smarter version of Jamel Javale McGee. He, I mean, <laughs> he I mean, he's a, he's an athletic, uh, big guy who can run the floor, block shots, uh and he can do a little bit more. He can handle the ball, he can step mm-hmm. out, he can shoot three. I think as a that is a the the best fit for Golden State's uh system there. Or he can handle the ball, he can step Bruce. out, he can
0: Vince, what you got?
1: No, I, I think it's a perfect fit.
3: I think it's a perfect uh, fit. Um, with the four that they got, um, their five, you just need someone who's halfway skilled. One of you guys just said that Wiseman is a uh, smarter version of JaVale McGee, and I I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's a perfect yeah. fit. So, um, if if Clay is able to come back and uh, be the player that he was before he got hurt, um, the Warriors would be in the uh, in the NBA Finals again this year.
0: All right, real quick, man, um, I'm going to keep plugging this throughout the show. For those who are on the live chat, man, just you can also leave us a, vo- a voicemail at 704-981-1747. Again, 704-981-1747. All right, real quick, guys. Um look, all signs point to LaMelo Ball coming to Charlotte. I just want to ask this question because I got Vince, I got Vince on today. What would have been the pick that would have made everybody go to Spectrum Center and with pitchforks and <laughs> go
2: ahead and say it go ahead, and go say ahead. Say it. what what
0: what what would have been a pick that made Hornets fans just revolt if,
3: if we chose anybody other than the three um, that have been selected or Lamelo Ball no no been- no
0: no Vince don't take the easy way out I want a name give me a name who who was that who was that name that
3: it. Obi Toppin <laughs> Well, for, <laughs> no, for me it's the foreign kid.
0: Um, the yeah, Danny
3: Yeah, it would have been yeah for for
1: that that would have been mine. I would have been upset at that
0: one. Yeah, Kaiser, who would have been that pick for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I would have said Obi only because people are the Hornets fans are, are very lukewarm on Miles and PJ for some reason, uh, and Obi Toppin is like those two guys already. So you know. Slightly
2: bigger. slightly bigger that's it yeah and yeah older. and
0: over um my my name is uh uh cole anthony i i i think <laughs> I, I, look man if, if, if <laughs> it if, uh, no man uh-uh no we can't do it man i, I just did the, the michael jordan north carolina connection with cole anthony him coming here i uh-uh, just couldn't uh-huh. do it that's,
1: man. A, that's a pick that i would be like super upset about no.
3: No, we gotta, yo, we gotta kill the whole Michael Jordan loves Tar Heels narrative. I, no,
0: I, no, 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 Vince, Vince, sensible people know how to kill that. Okay, I'm talking about uh, as far as
2: uh, <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats. You know again? No,
0: Michael no, Jordan
2: loves Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, we we've drafted more Wildcats than any other mascot in the history of the Hornets and. All their jazz and whatnot. We've taken Mark, we've taken PJ Washington, we've taken MKG. So Michael Jordan does not love Tar Heels the way that y'all think. All right. So y'all, y'all got to chill with
2: it. All right. Rodney,
0: you you hearing anything on the trade front?
2: Uh, nothing. Nothing. I think, I think this is who we wanted. You do? Yeah.
0: Now, so Go ahead, Rodney.
2: I think Wiseman, it, it was either ball. It, it, look, I honestly, I, I think we would have been comfortable with either one of those three. And, yeah, I agree. And then and, and, and we just let
0: the chips fall. All right, Rodney, guys, the pick is in.
3: That was quick.
0: Yeah, that was. <laughs> is that a good sign? I mean, no, that was quick.
3: <laughs> I don't know how quick I am, man. With the third pick. In the 2020
0: <laughs> NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Lamelo Ball from Casino yes! Hills, California. Yes! yes, all right, guys, it's official. Lamelo and Lavar Ball are on their way to Charlotte. Guys, <laughs> quick you. thoughts on Lamelo Ball, it, and he looks excited to be coming to Charlotte. Thank God, he looks like he wants to be here. Guys, cool. quick thoughts on Lamelo coming to Charlotte, y'all.
2: Um, you all got it. Jersey sales. Jersey sales. Yes. TV games. It's coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. The, the,
1: the spotlight is great for uh, a team, a city that hasn't had the spotlight in a positive manner in a long, long time. Um, I mean, what's the downside to this? That we have Terry, Terry Rozier? So, so let me ask you a
2: question. Let me ask you a question. You're Devontae, you're Terry. How do you feel right now?
1: Devontae's um, good. Yeah, we, good just, we, we just talked about this a little bit. But like Vince said, if you got to go to the bench, you got to go to the bench. But I don't think the Hornets want to deal with that, that. That destroys a young developing team. You're going to get that animosity. You're going to get – and Terry Rozier is a pro. I'm sure if JB said, hey, look, we're going to start – uh, Lamelo, we want you to come anchor the 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 second offense. Terry Rozier would do it. He wouldn't be happy about it though, and that wasn't. Uh, I don't I think the Hornets want to deal with that. I, I really, I really think we're gonna see some movement with Terry Rozier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty soon.
3: Real okay. let me let me chime in, y'all. Um, I'm I'm watching the comments right now, and uh, Chris Galloway, what's going on, bro, man? Um, I'm looking at. Your, um, your comment, you said, great, we got a point guard they can't shoot. Look, man, we've talked about this on Facebook, bro. Um, I get it. His his three-point percentage is, is pretty bad. But the kid is 19 years old. He's Are a- y'all watching these highlights of this, dude? <laughs> Kimba Walker, it took Kimba five years before he got over 35% beyond the three.
1: So, like, let's give the kid enough- still still another chance. <laughs> Benjamin still can't shoot. And the guy is a superstar. Yeah, he's making, making all star teams a whatnot. guy. real quick, real,
0: real quick, man. I you look, I understand why you know the the shooting is a concern, but the but Chris Galloway, Michael Michael Carter Williams, man, really, you you're really gonna disrespect the kid like that, dude? <laughs> MCW two, really? I didn't Come even on, connect man.
3: Connect that. I didn't even connect that. Wow,
1: wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look, yeah. man.
1: I don't see that. Michael Carter Williams went to a team that, at, at that point, Philly had nothing. Remember, they, they were in full tank mode. He was uh, a –
2: cover was bare.
1: Yeah, he was a decent player on a really bad team, and that made him look better than he was at the time. That's why he was able to get rookie of the year. We're not we're not going to have that with with LaMelo uh, here in Charlotte, I don't know.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, guys, what about the relevance that comes with ball, man? Do we uh, do we get national televised games now? Do, uh, do, do, does does uh, uh, LaMelo Ball fill seats in the arena? Are, are we going to have more fans? Does this create a positive buzz with Charlotte? What do you guys think about that and the impact of ball being here?
1: You got it, Kaiser. No, yeah. Uh, we're going to – people in the comments are already talking about buying jerseys. Uh, we're going to see people – at um, you know, at, at games with ball jerseys. I mean, he, first of all, he, the youth know him. I think he's the more popular player with the really, really young crowd. Everyone knows. Hey, hey, real,
0: real, real quick, Kaiser, Speaking of popularity, this dude. You know how how relevant Instagram is to the youth and the young guys. This guy has like billions of followers on Instagram before he's even yeah. dribbled an NBA ball. So go it's ahead, man. Yeah.
1: Reality TV show. Uh, you know. The young guys are going to probably gravitate to him more than anybody else on the Hornets roster,
2: for better or for worse.
0: Um, Hey, Kaj, real quick, let me cut you off, man. Just uh, Bible song. Let's see who Chicago's drafting.
2: Oh, it's the Charlotte boy.
0: Wow. Wow. West Charlotte. Wow. Shout out to West Charlotte's very own, Patrick Williams. Oh, man. That
1: was a surprising pick.
0: Okay, so this is, why my, this is why my reaction is so big to them. Not just because the kid's from Charlotte. But every single mock draft that I have been reading up until today did not have Patrick Williams, not even the, the top seven or eight. All of them. Every last single mock draft did not have this kid going as high as number four. Just today, Chris Sheridan stated that this guy's stock was, was on the rise and he's rising pretty fast. But just to see this come to fruition, man, that's why you got the big reaction out of me, man. So, but shout out to Charlotte's Charlotte zone, Patrick Williams, man.
1: That might be that might be one of those sneaky picks. He can yeah. like the Bradley Bill of this draft because he wasn't projected on any, excuse me, draft boards to go this high. Um, maybe they know something. Chicago knows
0: something that no one else does. All right, hey, got, I'm I'm gonna ask a bold question that my brother Fraser asked. Does Charlotte get a Christmas game? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
1: No, win. no, we <laughs> don't get then. No,
3: no, you know what? You know what? It's not a d- He is now in the NBA with his brother. There is parity with the Hornets and that team in Louisiana. I can see it possibly happening. I can I see you. it possibly happening. I, well, okay, so I will say this: Christmas
2: games, Hornets, spelled,
1: Yeah, might might get a prime time slot. The two. Teams have some history considering they they will always be intertwined in the history yeah. of the PA. And then, like you said, you got the two brothers um uh, facing off against each other uh as professionals. The first time uh that's happened with,
2: with, with the ball brothers. I could certainly see that that getting some primetime love. Y'all got a question and the answers. Uh Jello, is he going to Greensboro?
0: N- no. No. You know, just, just, no, 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 no.
2: As much as I hate to say it,
3: I, 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 think I don't, I don't see Jello making it in the league. Yeah, and, and like he's a defensive first player, and I like defensive players, but I think if he was gonna make it in the league, I, I think he'd be at least in the uh, G League already. I, I don't see that happening. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I agree on that. Yep.
3: And I and I and of all the three, I actually respect him the most. Um, the little TV show that they got on Facebook, I actually watched like the first two seasons of it. Even though he got in trouble in college, in my opinion, he's one of the most uh, level-headed of the three brothers. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of see him not be
1: able to get a legitimate NBA shot, I kind of feel for him. But I, I think you know, if I, I, think I think that has to do, and I'm about to open us little can of worms here, just a little one. <laughs> that has to do with the <laughs> ball. I agree. I agree. Because he, I'll say, I don't want to talk about whether he's a good father or not, but at the very least, he gained the entire world into thinking that Lonzo Ball was worth the number two pick. Now, I don't think Lonzo Ball is a bust. He's a very solid NBA player, but to be picked that high by the Los Angeles Lakers, no, no. He gained the system, and everyone believed him, took him at his word that he was going to be the next Steph Curry. And so far, he's not. So I think the whole league got a little mm-hmm. lukewarm on him. And, and I really think LaMelo Ball has made his name on his own merits by playing in, uh, in Australia in the NBL. I agree. Where, uh, I agree. Jello doesn't have that luxury. So I, I really think that teams are, are lukewarm on that. They're like, okay, well, you sold us on Lonzo. But Jello, eh, I don't know, man. Okay.
0: Now, since we've opened up that can of worms, <laughs> what is your level of concern with LeVar Ball being associated with this organization?
2: So I was looking at Keith uh, Blitzen's Vashti's, uh Twitter, and uh, she mentioned that Lavar had a salty look on his face. So <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but...
1: Oh, well, come on now. We- he doesn't want his sons to play in Charlotte? Yeah, and I think, man, he look happy.
2: He, he, he looked happy to be drafted. So as long as, you, as long as you do like like Lonzo did and block your father out, you'll be fine. And
3: to, look, honestly,
2: Jamal, to be honest with you, Jamal. I think your question
3: should be kind of taken away from um, Jordan and more so towards Kupchak, And
1: I think Kupchak will keep LaVar in check. I I I legitimately think yeah. Actually,
0: no, no point intended. I
1: think LaMelo and his agent will keep LeVar in check. A lot of people forget that LaVar Ball, he's not the agent of, yeah, this, um, he's not their agent or manager. He's just there. So, uh, also, we, we've already seen LaMelo Ball made a deal with Puma. Yeah. We earlier saw Lonzo Ball break away from Big Ball of Grand, yeah, trying to try get a shoe deal. Um, whereas prior to Alonzo to coming in the league, Lavar had convinced his sons to turn down major shoe deals uh, in the big brawler brand. So now they, they've exude big brawler brand. And I think that shows some independence by them. Like, look dad, we love you. And thank you for getting us here, but it's time for us to forge our own paths. And I, I see LaMelo doing that. He looked genuinely happy to me to be drafted by the Charlotte
3: Hornets. Yeah,
0: yeah. he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Mean,
3: and, and to caveat off of you Kaiser, it could be because LeVar didn't want him to go. But because of this independence that they have that you just mentioned, it's like, ah, jokes yeah.
1: on you, sucker. You think LaMelo Ball doesn't want to meet Michael Jordan? I, right. You know, he. Uh, I know that. The, the allure of playing for Michael Jordan doesn't mean much to players, but this is Michael Jordan. You know, you you work for Michael Jordan now. I think for a lot of young guys, that does have some appeal. I think guys like Malik Monk, uh, I think he likes it. I think I, I think that that holds some appeal to to young guys. So I think Lamelo is cool with it. If Lebar, Levar is not,
0: yeah. All right, um, I got it. I got a question, man. Does this put any pressure on James Borrego? Now, I, I, this is why I'm asking. We we have not have uh, the kind of hype around this draft pick in, in Borrego's era. It, is there any pressure on James Borrego to get the best out of uh, Lamelo Ball?
3: In in my opinion, Borrego has no pressure on him until after uh, Batum is out the roster, and
2: <laughs> even then, Borrego has two years for me. For me, yeah, no pressure. I mean, it's. It is it's it's basically essentially year year two of a And you're going and and, and and this is the first like big fish that we got. And so it's 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 going to take time to to reacclimate everything. And then look at our roster, it's so unbalanced, it's not even set yet.
0: Hey, real real quick, man, the Cleveland Cavaliers pick is in.
2: Doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Guys, there are some surprises going on in this lottery so far, man. Isaac Okaru, a small forward from Auburn, has been picked by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Does that
1: surprise anyone?
0: It, yeah. it surprises me. It it actually surprises me, man, a little bit. Uh, I
1: mean, Cleveland has, Cleveland has been good draft picks in the last <laughs> 20 years. LeVon James, Kobe Irvin,
0: Hey, you know what, Kaiser? real quick, man. I don't, I don't I don't want to digress too much, man, but since since we're here talking about the Cavaliers briefly, when, when it gets mentioned about bad owners, and our guy always comes up, Dan Gilbert gets less, gets let off the hook a whole lot. He gets let off the hook, man.
1: Well, Dan Gilbert has a championship.
0: As if. No, 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 no. LeBron James has a LeBron championship. Has- Yo, real
3: quick, let me ask you guys this. Uh, we've now had, what, five picks now? Yeah. Uh, what does this go to say about the uh, Euro kid, uh, Denny, where he was projected to go as high as three, and we're now at seven, and he's still on the board now?
0: Well, Vince, that's a good point, man, because that's why this pick is so surprising to me, because, you know, I to me, with, with all the mock drafts that, I, that I've been paying attention to this week, I thought Denny was a lot to be top five, top six. Okay, and that doesn't seem to be the case now, man. So for whatever, and I think, and this is just a hunch, I I think the reason why his stock may be falling just a bit. I think the the jig is the, the jig is out on his athleticism or lack thereof. That may be the key why his stock is is falling so so fast.
1: Gotcha. Uh, European players have a stigma, and not just in the NBA, but every sport about. Uh, um, so their, their work, yeah, their work ethic, uh, uh, amongst other things. Uh, I mean, look at Nick Pope. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the people just feel like that's just how it is. To European players, so they always have that going against them. You add to that, like, like Jamal said, I think the book is out on his lack of athleticism, and it's like, okay, is this kid gonna be the next Luca? No. Okay, next.
0: Right. Right, right. 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 I, it, but with that being said, man, I still think it'll be a bit of a surprise if he drops out the top ten. Even with all that being said, yeah,
3: I got you. I got you. But yeah. hey, look, fellas, I gotta go respond to some notifications. I'm a, I'm a jet out. I'll be right back. All right,
0: That'd be cool, man. All right, guys. So uh, back, back to uh, LaMelo Ball and, and 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 the Charlotte Hornets, man. I, you know, I've asked you about uh, JB and and the possible pressure pushing him to develop. Actually, I uh,
1: Real quick, let me I, I, I want to say one more one thing about about that, about JB and, and uh pressure. I, I really feel like pressure is more on Lamello ball. We talked about this a little before, but people keep here's how people should be looking at JB. I, I know that some of our fans are not, but they brought the Hornets brought JB on uh, because he felt like player development was paramount. <laughs> yeah. And there's no denying there's a difference in his his staff and the previous staff in that regard. I don't think – as much as I actually like Steve Clipper as a coach, he doesn't turn Devontae Graham into a multiple player of the year candidate. He right. doesn't get what Borrego got out of the Martin Twins uh, as far as, you know, their intangibles and that it factor. Um I think he, he's shown that he's able to focus on player development so given that hit that history it's a little bit of history but given that history now you got mellow ball coming in if mellow ball ends up being a bust I don't think that's James Brayville's fault no right I mean, right if Uncle Graham wasn't a bust and he went in the second round what's your excuse that's that's how people should be looking uh, looking at the relationship between JB and the
0: Rodney, you got anything on that?
2: Ah man, Kaiser hit the yeah. nail on the head.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Rodney, um, what are your thoughts about Lamelo ball possibly coming off the bench? I don't think we got your thoughts on that. What do you what do you think? Does he start day one or do you like him coming off the bench?
2: Um initially getting off the bench is cool, but I mean this guy has to start. Yeah, uh, to me he's the most anticipated draft pick in forever here. And um, to me, actually makes teams teammates better, and so I, I, I'll be interested to see how he gels, with, with everybody. But there will be growing pains. I mean, he will be benched. I mean, he, he yeah. needs to with his defense, but I mean, he should he should crack the the uh, starting uh, lineup within the mix, within the first month.
0: You know, I, I think I think Ball has you know the the main two issues coming in with I don't know a lot of young players coming in the league. You question their defensive ability. uh, A lot of them can't shoot like you want them to. I'm not overly worried about either one because those are two things that are relatively easy to fix because I I don't think his shot is broken. This isn't a Michael Kidd-Gilchrist situation where you got to reconstruct his whole shot, in my opinion. So I'm not really worried about that as as much, man. And I I think the guys, the the staff here, J.B. and the staff, I think they'll do a good job of handling that, man. And, and, and God knows we need it, man, because yeah. we—God knows we need to—we need to hit on one, man. So, um, he, he said
1: ahead. that Alonzo Ball couldn't shoot coming out in college either, and he shot 38% from three last season. So, with with, with his jump, put that ball, work in. we put that we work in the same. His shot looks largely the same. People get hung up way too much on the way a shot works. That was the thing with Michael K. gilchrist Even people, people forget that before he left Charlotte, his jump shooting percentage actually increased like like twenty five points of him when he came into the league. Even though his shot looked largely the same. So Kaiser,
0: real quick, man, Atlanta Hawks pick his in.
1: This is an interesting pick.
0: Onyeka Okongu goes to the Atlanta Hawks, man. Great pick. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're gonna be. That's that's a real good pick for them.
0: I have a question about that though. Here's my question about Oganku and the Hawks. You got John Collins. You got Clint Capella. If I mean, can you fit all three of those guys in with the Hawks? That's that's basically my question.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect Okangu or Oganku to. You know, he, I don't know if he'll be a day one starter. No, he won't. There, and the thing about uh, Clint Capella is that he can play um, all of the big positions. You could possibly move him down to small forward if, in it need be, um, and you know, just run a really big lineup. I think that's a really good pick for for Atlanta. Uh, for-
0: I do too. My <laughs> brother Um, my worst fear, guys. As far as the Hawks is concerned, is that they become relevant before we do? Man,
2: now, yeah, it already I, happened. It already yeah, happened.
0: I, well, I mean, has it, Rodney? Because yeah, Here you let,
2: me you, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you why. Trey Young gives you that name recognition. Trey Young, yeah. All Star starter last year. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I was looking at some stuff, man. Like, John Collins missed 25 games due to suspension last year. They were like two and twenty three when he was out, uh, and then and then they picked up Clint Capella, and now and, and now you look at reports, Rondo's interested, uh, maybe uh, Danala Gallinari. Uh, They're going to be in the playoffs way. this year. I,
0: I think. think that, look, I, I think I think the Atlanta Hawks are a big if 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 they stay healthy because roster wise, you look at that roster. And you and you ask yourself why were they not better last year? Why do you kind of answer a lot of those questions? So
1: the Hawks have been an enigma to me as far as the to use the term, you just use relevance. We forget they were the, the record-wise the best team in the league a few years ago and you know number one seed and they ran up against LeBron James. And and inexplicably they decided to blow the whole thing up. You know, they had a team with four All-Stars on it, four Eastern Conference All-Stars, and they blew the whole thing up because they couldn't beat LeBron James. And that was only, what, three seasons ago?
0: Yeah, if, true.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's just always been odd to me. They're not more relevant because it's like people forget that they were that good uh, at one time. But answer the question, really, they're only relevant because of Trey Young. And really, it, it's going to depend on how – like, how much further does Trey Young ascend next
0: season? Yeah, I, and, and look, and, and my question was more so based on just the last two seasons, as opposed to maybe the last five or seven. But Rodney, I mean, you, you gave us some good insight as far as you know why they they were they were not better record wise, man. But we'll 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 see how it goes, man. Oh man, now, I,
2: look, I, I'm interested in these ball uh ball Trey Young battles in the future, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, those will be fun, man. Now, guys, y'all knew this was coming. Y'all know I got to ask this question, man. No. With Ball being here, does this increase the chance no of yet. the Solar Hornets <laughs> wanting to trade for Mr. Russell Westbrook? Does that happen now?
2: I don't think so. I, honestly, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think so, man. You for us. I, if, I, if we I get Russell pennies on a dollar, maybe. A little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. If if let's say the Hornets were able to
1: pull that off, you talk about relevance. You talk about being relevant. Oh Immediate. man, La Ball and Russell Westbrook. We'd be on every ESPN, Fox Sports show every day until the Hornets were bad again. It, it's just it's just that simple. So I think the Hornet is still on the table for the Hornets, but I don't think it's as. Uh, not that it was ever necessary, but I, I, I don't think it's at quite as high a priority maybe as it was at one point for them. All
0: right, real quick, man, uh, the pick is in for the Detroit Pistons. Killian Hayes, the point guard from France, goes to Detroit Pistons. Any thoughts on Killian Hayes going to the Pistons?
2: I don't like people from France.
0: <laughs> we've been burned,
1: as Hornets fans, we've been burned far too many times by French basketball players.
0: <laughs> uh uh re- real quick note to the viewers, uh we we here at Under Construction uh do not discriminate against any nationality in any way, shape, or form. Uh with that being said, both statements are true. Yes, we have been burned by French players here at uh here with the Hornets. Also, Frank Newakina, another Frenchman who went to the New York Knicks, is probably about to get traded. So we'll see how that goes as well. Um
1: I got a question for y'all. Whose team is it now?
2: It is James Borrego's team until uh, Ball proves that he can take the reins.
0: (laughs) It is Mitch Kupchak's team. That's that's whose team it is because this is a team that is obviously in flux, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. I just mean that there are – what is one of the key words that we have been preaching – throughout this whole throughout the whole process with the Hornets the last 2 years flexibility we finally are seeing some flexibility so the 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 possibilities are are endless as far as who gets to stay who gets to who gets to go and how we build this team going forward so the ball is in Mitch Kupchak's hands it is ultimately his team
1: Yeah I agree I don't think it's uh, anybody's team and I don't I don't think it's we're even in a situation where it has to be somebody's team it will I think organically and naturally, it'll happen. It, happens. Uh, it it will happen. And if and if I had to pick someone, I would say Devontae might be the closest. I think the player, the other players really respect Devontae. Even yeah. more than Terry, because you're talking about a guy, clearly he's got the work ethic because you know to go from averaging four points a game to almost twenty points a game and shooting thirty eight percent three point. Percentage in one season, uh, clear, you know, clearly he wants to put the work in, and that permeates down to everyone else. They look at how hard he works and say, well, I, Hey, I need to do that too. So,
0: I think, someone, I think someone in our chat has made a good point. Uh, Tavita Loli, I, I hope I'm not uh, mispronouncing your name. Um, she says, Let the boys play, let's see who can show. And I think yeah. that's kind of a good point, man. It's kind of got to be by committee with this team, you know what I mean? So, uh, every player on this team has something to prove um
1: they're gonna get a chance that's one thing about borrego and i think a lot of people hate that about jb but everyone's gonna get their chance and you gotta make the most of it
0: uh, look and to your point man historically you know the 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 fan base has been split on jb's methods as far as like rotations go and, and and who gets the minutes but but you can't say that's for lack of not experimenting and not seeing what he has. You know what I mean? He's always going to give guys a chance to prove themselves. And if you don't, you're going to sit down. And a lot of fe- and a lot of fans have a problem with that, which yeah, I don't. How
1: else, yeah, how else are you know, the coaches supposed to know uh who's good and who's not except to put them in in games that matter. Give right. them the opportunity and rotation. And that's what JB does and so he's he's certainly going to he's certainly going to do that.
0: With these, with the young guys next season. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, any um. Now a lot of people forget we also have the number thirty-two pick. Um, anybody on your radar with the number thirty-two pick?
1: Whoever left at seven foot.
0: <laughs> I got a name. For, well, I don't actually have a name because I'm forgetting the young man's name. But there's a center out of Kansas that I want, man. A guy, my, my brain is failing me right now. Um, I've actually got a chance to see him play a, a, a couple of times, man. Um, you know, this fan base talks a lot about how we need a center. We need a center. We need a center. There's some fans pissed off right now that Wiseman wasn't available at three. Um, you know, not saying that, that this young man that, uh, coming from Kansas is James Wiseman in any way, shape, or form. But he is the big bruiser and the rim protector that the fans have been covenanting so i i think that's that's somebody that's probably on our radar at number thirty two man um quick question when you get later on in these rounds should you should so the notion of trading for talent over need change or do you or do you draft for for, for need at that point
2: Talent i mean we' we're, we're, we're not this franchise not is not at a need point. You just draft the best talent on the board, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Azabuki, thank you, Chris Callaway.
2: Yeah. You always draft the best player available. You
1: always draft BPA. Anytime you draft a need, it's almost always a reach. Unless, you know, if you're Golden State or the Lakers or somebody like that, then, yes, you could possibly draft to to fill a need. But um, you got to take whoever's the best player.
0: All right, real, real quick, out all uh, Obi Toppin, has this been drafted by the New York Knicks? What, what do you guys think about Ob Toppin to the Knicks?
2: That's their uh, 30th power
0: forward.
1: is <laughs> 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 a good pick for them. I mean, it's Toppin is a bad player. He just wouldn't have been a good fit for, for the uh um, But
0: let me say this, man. Let me say this about Toppin. Toppin is 23 years old. He, he's, a, he's a four-year player. And and there there was actually a, an NBA pundit on NBA TV who, who said that he would actually select Obi Toppin with the number one pick. His reasoning behind that was, is that he's probably the only guy in this draft to where you know what you're going to get from him. Mm-hmm. I, now, I don't agree with taking him number one. I wouldn't go that far. But the notion of kind of knowing what you get out of Obi Toppin, I most certainly agree with that. So with that being said, I think that at at this spot for the New York Knicks, I think that is an awesome pick at that spot for the New York Knicks. With the Knicks, you you don't take any risk. I think the Knicks are past the point of of, of taking any risk, any high-risk, high-reward players. So for them to get a top in the that spot, kudos to the Knicks fans. Fraser, I know you're happy about the pick, man.
1: I, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Obi Toppin's going to be a good NBA player. I don't, I don't think anybody <clears throat> doesn't think that. It's just that in today's NBA, people love potential. And yeah. like you, said, you know what you're going to get with Toppin, but at the same time, that means that his window of potential is smaller than someone like James Wiseman or LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, who are a little bit younger, have a lot more potential in – NBA guys like people to develop in the NBA right. to, so that they don't hang on to these old college habits. So, yeah. um, but I think that's a great pick for the Knicks.
0: Uh, Ethan, uh, uh, thanks for coming on, man. We, we did discuss this earlier about a nationally televised game. And we actually specifically mentioned the Pelicans on Hornets, man. Um, if, if not this season, we definitely see that coming uh, with both ball brothers being involved, man. Guys, we're gonna go um until we get to the 10th pick and then we'll get out of here, man. Um up next is a division rival, uh which is the Washington Wizards. Uh Riley, do you have any intel on who the Wizards might take at this point?
2: Uh I have no idea. It they hasn't they haven't said anything yet. Uh yeah. well Avia.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I, you know that makes, was, that makes sense. I, I was just about to say, man. Like it, this is, uh, you know, Danny's about to make me look bad because I, I said I didn't see him going out the top ten, and we're at nine now, man. But uh, it looks like looks like all indications point to the Wizards taking him at number nine. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, as, as Deidre going to the uh, the Wizards?
2: I mean, it, it, it gives them a a wing that they need. Uh, Washington just needs talent at this point, just like us. They yeah. they need talent to surround Beal and Wall. Uh, You don't know exactly what you're going to get out of wall, but you just need that talent to surround them. Thank you
0: so much. Now, guys, I'm not sure if you heard about the latest rumor involving the Wizards is that they may be looking for a John Wall, Russell Westbrook swap. Would that work?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you really want to take the ball out of Bill's hands? Good point. Uh, All right. You're Russell Westbrook. Now, the rumors
1: have already said that he's not really uh, savvy about coming to play to Charlotte if it came to that. But would you rather play? You really want to go play in Washington, D.C. for the Wizards? (laughs) Or you want to come to Charlotte, you want to play for Michael Jordan, who who you're assigned to, his shoe company, by the way, and you got the mellow ball.
2: And a bunch of you, young, got, um, you got you got Miles on the wing. You got PJ on, at the four, and you you got you got Terry backing you up. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah.
0: I, I think you guys are missing an important piece to that. We I think we're going to have more flexibility the next season when, when 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 the cap money is off the books, and 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 there's at least a chance to get somebody to come play with Westbrook if that's the case. Now. We don't want to start talking like you know this is a done deal and he's coming to Charlotte. So let's let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> but but if, if we're comparing the two franchises, man, you know the the Hornets may be a bit more attractive in in, in that regard. So we'll we'll yeah, see.
2: I'm about to follow Lamella Ball right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody, go follow <laughs> Lamella Ball. And if you're on Twitter, follow us at Under Construction as well. <laughs> we're on Twitter, so you can follow us there.
2: 5.6 million followers
0: on Instagram? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man.
1: That's Woo. 5.6 million potential new Hornets fans. The Facebook group gonna be jumping. Hornets <laughs> group admins. Get your mouse clicking fingers ready to approve all of those new fans. Well,
0: oh, I gotta buy me some puma drip now. Hey, 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 listen, guys, I got I got a I got a question that it is way too early to ask. But we're here, so why not? Who wins the rookie of the year this year?
2: Edwards. I don't know, man. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if it's LaMelo. I, mean,
1: I, I don't think it's gonna be any of the top three guys.
2: Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year maybe Obi. It may be Obi. May yeah. Be Obi. I uh, think he'll be
1: yeah, Rookie of the Year a lot of time comes down more to opportunity. Than skill set. We've seen that in the past. We saw it with someone mentioned Michael Carter Williams earlier, and that was the case with Michael Carter Williams. He had the opportunity where he always had the ball in his hands on a bad team. And, you know, so he's able to pile up these actually really good stats for a rookie. I don't think any of the top three guys are in those situations. The mellow ball is not going to be the number one option on the Charlotte Hornets uh Anthony edwards is not gonna be the number one option the Timberwolves. james wiseman is certainly not he's not even gonna be the number five option
2: <laughs> um, on the right. uh, guys i had a question for you so somebody on twitter saying that the hornet i mean that the uh that the uh what's their name the uh the knicks basically drafted for the hornets how do you how would you feel if we moved off that that ball pick
0: <sighs> my, my my heart is dropping to my foot right now that's how i feel I, No, well it,
1: it, it wouldn't make any sense for the hornets to make that move you're not talking you're it, okay if you look at like the, the miles bridges Shea gilgis alexander trade from a few years ago those those picks were right next to each other and you know so the, the, both teams felt like hey, you got a guy I want, I got a guy you want. The the talent gap between the two is not that much different, or so they believed at the time. I I can't believe that the, the Hornets would think that the talent gap, potential talent gap, between LaMelo Ball and Obi Toppin is close enough to make a deal for what? Extra assets. Now, if they're like, you know, we'll give you Toppin and R.J. Barrett. Okay, well now, okay, I'll hold up. No, and look, 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 and look at number twenty-three too. Yeah. Okay. Now we can st- we can start talking. But I don't think the Knicks. I don't know. The Knicks might do that. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't. Th- I, I don't see that happen.
0: Um. Like I'll answer this question again, man. My heart is kind of jumping down to my foot because I'm really hoping this isn't. You know, I'm just hoping this is conjecture more than is a uh, reality, man. Look. I looked at Obi Toppin's highlights, and I've said, you know, I think he's the most uh, uh, NBA-ready player at this guy. But how high is his ceiling? And what scares me about him, you know, being associated with the Hornets is that, you know, we've drafted a bunch of guys like that. We don't need just another guy. And on top of that, he's more of what we have. We have Miles Bridges, and we have P.J. Washington.
1: Yeah, I don't think think Obi Toppin's like any – Better right now than PJ Washington. Really, really really good, a really good player. I think we're going to see that next season from him. Why would you trade for Obi Toppin? I I understand the appeal of that trade to everyone in the NBA who is not a Hornets fan because LaMelo Ball is probably the biggest name in the draft. So it makes sense
2: for him to
0: go to New New York.
1: Like New York, right. right. Uh, and I'm, I'm certain LeVar Ball would be very, very happy with his son going to play for the Knicks instead of the Hornets.
0: But would do you know? But why? But why, Kaza? Because the, it's New
1: York? Yeah, the media attention. Yeah, okay. Like I mean, you, you LaMelo Ball, if he played for the Knicks, he'd be in the newspapers and in the press every day. And as an aside, I remember uh, watching an interview with Dale Curry. And they talked about, and they asked us specifically about whether or not they thought Steph might have a chance to come to Charlotte. And Dale Curry said, we didn't want Steph to come to Charlotte. We wanted him to go to New York. We thought that would be the best fit for him. And they, in fact, they purposely bombed the Golden State interview because they really wanted the Knicks to draft him because they felt like Steph Curry didn't get enough uh you know, Press coming out of high school and in college and going to the New York media market would, would help his career. Um, So I think I, I can see the allure of of people wanting LaMelo Ball to go play for the Knicks. But I don't think that's going to happen.
0: But do you see the allure of somebody wanting to play for James Dolan? I guess that's what I'm getting at.
1: LaVar Ball don't care. You <laughs> <We> don't <laughs> care about <laughs> New York City. <laughs> I'm still convinced that the Lakers fired Luke Walton because of things that he said I, right. don't, I don't I don't think that Luke Walton was the issue with the Lakers that season they just weren't a good team and the barball coming out publicly in the media saying things about Luke Walton he made he turned my son into a loser all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff like
0: that yeah, ignorant stuff yeah
1: yeah I I, I think that that had a lot to so I don't it, LaVar Ball don't care about James Dolan
0: or whoever's, you know, gonna be coaching the
1: next. He, yeah. yeah, he he just wants that spotlight. Right. But hey, it's time for
0: us to get the spotlight. It's okay? time for us to get it. Look, and, and look, and Kaza, that the the reason why that kind of scared me a little bit is because of that reason. Like Obi Toppin, man, there's not there's no fanfare around Obi Toppin, especially in Charlotte, North Carolina. There goes all the ESPN games. There goes any hope of, of, of Christmas, ga- Christmas games. There's, there goes any hope of jersey sales. I'm not going to lie, man. That stuff excites me when it comes to LaMelo Ball, man, because, dude, it's just time for the Hornets to get some national relevance, man. I, we are all feeding for that. I, I think anyone would be lying if they said that that, 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 that didn't matter to us. So it, it, it damn sure matters to me.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to back up like two steps. If you're Russell Westbrook, do you want to play LaMelo Ball?
0: like would that entice you? No. You know. to, to be quite honest, man, no. Not not in this stage of Russell Westbrook's career, man. I mean, we we're talking about someone who just uh came from playing with James Harden for God's sake. You know what I mean? We we're, we're talking about a guy who played with Kevin Durant for half of his career. So, if I if if I'm in Russell Westbrook's shoes, no that 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 doesn't, man. Not not at this stage in his career, but at the same time, he may not have much choice. So, then there's that
1: I, I do think there there could be this thing where you know Russell Westbrook is an alpha dog. He comes to, he comes to the Hornets. It's his team. It's
0: his team.
1: Right. It's his team. right. And it's you know I I think Russell Westbrook gets a, a bad rap for being like a locker room cancer. I don't I don't think that's the case with Westbrook at all. I think he's just a dom a really dominant. Personality. personality,
0: and he yeah. wants to win. He's a competitor, which is why yeah. Michael him so much.
1: Yeah, and I think when you pair him with guys like Harden and Kevin Durant, okay, then there's going to be some budding of head because egos don't fit. But look at what happened with the, the season with Oklahoma City, where it was just Russell.
0: Yeah,
1: and they made the playoffs mm-hmm. as, a, as a competitive six seed in the Western Conference with just Russell Westbrook and a bunch of young guys. Um I think that's probably the best. Situation for Russell Westbrook. He may not think that, but uh, I, I, I think that would be good a, a, a good situation for him.
0: So. Um All right, got the pick was in for the Phoenix Suns, man. Jalen Smith, power forward from Maryland, goes to the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, I don't know much about this kid, man, but uh real quickly before we get off of here, uh we saw the news about Chris Paul being traded to the Phoenix Suns, man. What do you guys think about that trade, man?
2: Phoenix one they are going to be top 5 in the
1: East, in the west. Yeah, hey, you know what? It's kind of and it's kind of disappointing that the Phoenix Suns are going to make the playoffs again before the Charlotte Hornets do, considering they haven't been to the playoffs uh, in the last 14,
0: decade 14 years, 14 years know, to be exact. Where the yep.
1: have been three times. Um I'm not sure like like if I'm Chris Paul, I am probably not super excited about that because you go from being switched around to championship contenders to now being on a developing team, a Western, a developing Western conference team, it's going to be really, really hard to get past the Lakers and Golden State and the Clippers and all of those teams. But having said that, like Rodney said, Phoenix won. That's that's a one for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I mean, look, and if I'm going to pro- if I'm going to kind of provide like a, you know, a, a comparison to franchises, the Suns and the Hornets, I think they're, they're in similar situations in this regard. They're two franchises who just want to be relevant. They're tired of the playoff drought. Our playoff mm-hmm. drought is nowhere near as, as long as Phoenix's is, but we have an owner who's very competitive and very tired of not being relevant. So I don't fault Phoenix at all, man, for swinging for the fences against Chris Paul, man. I I just don't because I'm that's sure what, that fan...
1: Yeah, yeah. that's why I wouldn't be mad at a Russell Westbrook move. I understand the cons of such a move, but right. in terms of, of relevance, I mean, first of all, okay. Imagine Alana with, with Russ, Lamello, PJ, Miles and whoever, whatever stiff they stick at the five <laughs> position <laughs> come off the bench or even possibly starting. That's a playoff team in the East and, and they're a really relevant playoff team because they have Russell Westbrook. So I think Phoenix, looked at that as well. A lot of teams didn't want to touch an old Chris Paul, but it's like, you know what? We had Chris Paul. Damn, we're a playoff team in
2: the West with, with a superstar point guard. Yeah. Relevance.
0: Yeah. Roddy, you got anything else before we get out of here, sir?
2: Good night, fellas. Uh, hopefully nothing happens after we get off.
0: Right, right.
2: I pray nothing right. Uh, But it was, it was good talking to you guys, and now I got to go run and do some work.
0: See on the Kaiser, Rodney, man, uh, Vince, who, you know, he just got off, man. Hey, y'all, this was a lot of fun tonight, man. I, I had a really good time doing this tonight, man. Um, I really want to thank everybody in the chat who was uh, chopping it up with us tonight, man. Y'all have made this a lot more fun, man. Um, I, I, I want to plug us one more time if you did not hear us. We do have a new voicemail that you can vent, you can complain, you can compliment You can leave whatever you want to. That number is 704-981-1747. Again, that is 704-981-1747. That is the under construction voicemail. I had a lot of fun, guys. Thank y'all so much, man. We'll catch y'all Sunday, man. Peace out, y'all.